I didn't think of it that way. I thought of it as I want to tell a story. Like I want to be, I want to produce. I don't know. I don't think it was more of like the money that was the motivator. It was more of like the content that I was creating with it. Step into my circle with the opposite of Urkel. When I pull up flying purple, people eaters could invite me. I feel the fate of This week's episode is a very special guest, Michelle Schroggy. She is a senior strategist for event content and executive visibility at TD Ameritrade. And we'll get a little bit of insight about how content is used inside a large financial business. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on to the InFocus podcast. Um, you know, it's the climate that we're in we're in like this the uh golden age of content kind of right like mm -hmm. constantly being thrown stuff and from where i sit i see things kind of through the lens and you kind of see things how everybody else is going to see it yeah. is that a good representation or do you want to cor correct me on that well content's interesting because you know 10 years ago or whatever content was like a blog yeah right yeah and you sort of had to be an expert. Mm -hmm. You know, if you had a blog, it's like, oh, you need to, you're, you're probably an expert on whatever you're talking about. Right. Now, content can be made by anyone and in so many different forms. All you need is a phone, yeah. you know, and yeah. you can create video content. You can create, uh, you know, written content. You can create video, you know, like things that go into so many different mediums and directions. And so when you say content, it really is overwhelming because... What does that look like and how do you choose what type of content? Um, and of course, as a consumer, you're just being inundated. Is it fake content? Is it reliable content? Is it entertaining content? Who's making it? You know, is sharing content? I mean, you see that people are sharing content without even really reading the whole thing or watching the whole thing. They just see the headline or what they don't even look to see who wrote the content or who created the content. They just see it and they share it. Uh, give me some fun facts about you. Uh, where you're from. Uh, you, you tell me about yourself. I, I want to know about the kid, the dog, the cat. I did some research. <laughs> I know you have a cat. Yeah. Um, and uh, kind of just tell me a little bit about like what makes you get up in the morning? Like why do what you do for so long? Where'd you start? Yeah. So, um, I've always sort of been, um, a community organizer and some of that goes w with marketing because if you are somebody that wants to bring people together, you got to get the word out. Um, and so I, I suppose early on before the word influencer was even around, I tried to be that, um, probably to overcome some of my own self-consciousness and, um, insecurities. It's like, okay, well, if I'm the person making things happen, then I have to be involved. I'm somebody, right? right? So I think if I were to go to my roots, it probably is a little bit of that. Um, but even in high school, you know, I was always hanging flyers around the school for my friends' birthdays and just little things like that. Um, but I've also been creative. So um, when I went to college, I actually wanted to get my theater degree um, and do acting, which I've been able to do for 20 years just as a hobby, which is a whole nother side of my life. Um, but even in college, you know, I was trying to figure out what did I want to do? It wasn't that I couldn't, I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to do everything. I could see myself as a teacher, as an engineer, as a, a scientist. I, I was like, oh, I could see all of these different lives. And right. so I went to general studies because I was like, I can't commit to one. I want to do it all. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, I was involved with student government. You're a go-getter. Yeah. I was just trying to see if I can put all of these experiences and components into myself, then I'll be able to figure out who I am. People person, yeah. right? Would you consider yourself that? I, I think I have to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, however, I love a bathroom. Yeah. And, I, and I say that 
Um, I'm stealing that a little bit from Oprah. This and isn't Amy. that kind of show, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> but Oprah and Amy Schumer did an interview together, yeah. and they would both be considered people people, but they are like uh, yeah. at a party. I love a bathroom. Totally. You, just, you get away. Yes. And it's like, I, I it can makes sense. There and I can be jovial, and but I'm like, oh, just give me serenity. Alone time. Turn off for that. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And and you know that's so funny you said that because uh, I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you later we're gonna keep going on what you were saying but it, that being on all the time can be uh, stressful yeah. and it, it is, can take yeah. you off your game a little bit. Well, they'll say that if you're a true extrovert, people energize you, and people think I'm an extrovert, but I'm a trained extrovert, and maybe some people can relate to this where I really am an introvert, but people think I'm an extrovert, okay. but it's taken a lot yeah. of work and a lot of practice. Yeah. And I'm not fake. It's just, I don't get energy from, I mean, after you're done meeting with people, it's just sort of like you're tired, right? You're just, you're a little bit drained. That's totally. the sign of an introvert. Um, but I love meeting people. It's just, you start to, you start to learn about yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah uh, it's, um, so for me, being around a lot of people in a big group, that used to be the thing that I wanted to do. And I got, uh, I got older and I got wiser and I started kind of, kind of got wise to people's BS a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, because, because that's, um, that was the business I was in. I, I, I wanted to either be an actor or I wanted to be like some movie producer something like that. And not that the whole movie producing like documentaries is more, but you know, there's a lot of selling yourself. Yeah. And when you're constantly, and, and maybe some of what you're doing, you have to sell yourself, you know, in some ways without selling your soul. Right. And right. that can be hard if you're in Hollywood or you're on the coast somewhere and you're in this big, and so that was, that's what I was doing for such a long time. And I just realized, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to sell myself for that. That's not, it's not that important to me. Right. So I kind of went into this and I started getting into this stuff a little bit more. And this is where I kind of found a calling. I was like, all right, now I want to be on this, this end and make, you know, uh, I like working with people that are passionate about what they do. So I like to work with marketing mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, and I like doing podcasts. I like doing vlogs, things like that, just cause there's, there's interesting real stuff out there. You don't have to BS. There's right. no, I mean, it's just your lens. It's your how you see things, right? Mm -hmm. which excites me a lot more uh, when I get to see things from other people's point of view. But then, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, trying to sell yourself as an actor or a producer or something like that, you're, <laughs> you sell your soul just a little bit because you're, you know, it's a business more than it right. is like you're trying to show. Anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. I mean, once you, I think the most wonderful side to be on with any part of life is when you finally have proven yourself and you don't have to sell yourself as much anymore. People come after you. You've right. sort of established yourself, whether right. it's an actor exactly or a right. talent and yep. you do have to hustle. I think, you know what it's like when you're selling your soul, maybe the right word is hustle and you feel like you're, because you're putting so much energy and effort into it, it feels a little unnatural. But at the same time, if you don't, that you don't have that grit or that hustle, you can get overlooked. So you have to, if, if you can't promote yourself, no one else can. That's right. That's <laughs> um, right. But then it's so nice to be on the other side of it where you're like, whew, I just, I, I, I've established myself and people come to me now and right. it, it just feels nice. <laughs> that's, and lot, you put in a lot of hard work and that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, just a little, just a few personal things, nothing, oh, nothing yeah. serious. Um, where are you from? Where'd you go to high school, college? You know, why'd you get into this? Little things like that. If you want to, you can bring up Robbie. Um, yeah. and uh, I want to hear about the, the dog and the cat. We got to hear their names. Now <laughs> I, I know their names, but our audience doesn't. Okay. And I think 
today. It's hilarious. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Okay. And then I only have like three or four more questions and it's it's simple. Oh, right on. Okay. Well, um, I grew up in a little town. It's not so little anymore. Gretna, Nebraska. I actually grew up right next door to Vala's Pumpkin Patch. So yeah, now everybody it's sort of knows. Bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. K through 12. Um, in fact, when I was in sixth grade, I was in the same school with the 12th graders. So back then, you know, I graduated in 99. Um, you know, we had two schools. We had an elementary school and a, and a high school, <laughs> middle school, high school kind of thing. Um, so then I went to the University of Nebraska, Lincoln, um, did my undergrad grad there. Makes sense. And, yeah. And I, it's just I was down saying, the road. Right. Far enough away, but could come home and do laundry. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so I finally, going back to kind of figuring out what I wanted to do in college, um, I went and got my transcripts and I was going to walk to the journalism college and I was going to be a journalist. Yeah. Um, For whatever reason, I had to walk by the business college. I think you'd be a great journalist. (laughs) Well, thank you. I get to do a little bit of it in my life, um, which is kind of the lesson, isn't it? No matter what you There's more money in business. Yeah. Well, luckily I went and got my business degree, you know, so I um, got that. And then I got straight away into a marketing role um, for a financial services firm. So when I do marketing professionally, what, you know, has always been what I give my CPA, uh, you know, paying my bills kind of thing. It's been in the financial services world. However, I I do a lot of other types of marketing in the community that aren't necessarily my profession, but they're more my hobby. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. But like whether it's running networking organizations or, you know, doing nonprofit events. Maybe I did know that about you. I know you like to throw a heck of a Halloween party. I do. Seven (laughs) years now. And funny enough, I always throw a party that I would want to go to. There you go. You know, so right? there was no party that I wanted to go to, and I love Halloween. So I said, "Well, I'm just going to throw it myself." Why and it's kind of turned into. Exactly. I had, I had people come from Kozad three hours away this year. They're like, "We heard about this party, so we." <laughs> That's awesome. How'd it go? Oh, it was great. Good. Yeah. Um, it's I think kinda, I've been to one. Maybe I change the venue every year. Oh yeah. Yeah, because the venue is kind of part of the the steam. I think the it was an accident. I, 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 I think I accidentally. I didn't know, and I was oh, oh this is fun. Party. I Here know. we go. Um, so okay, then I do. I have got um, my son just turned fifteen. Jeez, I know, teenage boy. I tell you <laughs> I what, that happened, but he's a freshman. God um, bless him. So I have a human, and I have a cat and a dog. Um, oh man, and I so. I got the dog from my neighbors. Um, it's actually really funny. So my son went up the street about seven years ago to play, came back with Lloyd. Now, Lloyd was the neighborhood dog. He was, <laughs> he was a cute little puggle. Everybody Lloyd. knew Lloyd. Lloyd, um, so Lloyd the puggle. <laughs> Lloyd the puggle, Wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Just the name. Now, did Lloyd already have that name? He came with the name. He came. He was perfect. <laughs> but you know how he got his name? Thank God the Nebraska Humane Society. Because they do the naming, right? And so my neighbor had gotten Lloyd from the Humane Society. Sure. And he was Lloyd when they got him there. So, well, I, I rescued yeah. one and they said I could rename her. I should have just kept... <laughs> well, I didn't like her original name, so I, was, I had to... Ch- I felt bad for it. Mm. But anyway, but, but... Well, you can't rename because that's when we got Cheddar, the cat, and I always wanted, for some reason... Hold well, on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so... so Cheddar was already named yes. Cheddar. Yeah. So Lloyd you, and Cheddar came Lloyd, with their names. Be honest, you you took them in because of their names. You had to. No, have. I actually. Those wanted, are awesome names. Well, this is what I wanted. I wanted it to be lemon for whatever reason, but in my mind, yellow I had cat, this. Maybe? Yes, I wanted the okay. yellow cat, yellow, and I okay. wanted it to be the Adventures of Lemon and Lloyd. I thought that would be a great like oh, hashtag. Wow. I was going to create like a whole Facebook thing for them. Instagram. We'll have to get another cat, right? The Adventures of Lemon and Lloyd. So we with, got Cheddar. Which with, with Cheddar? <laughs> well, but that was the thing is that I he came it. with the name. He was nine months old, and I 
I started calling him Lemon. And my son is like, Mom, stop calling him Lemon. His name's Cheddar. So then for about two weeks, this poor cat was being called Lemon and be calling Cheddar. <laughs> so I said, fine. I love it. We're going to just stick with Cheddar. So now it's the adventures of Cheddar and Lloyd. But It's so good, though. That's <laughs> great. No, I love that idea. We should, well, talk to right? me after this. We'll have to produce something for it. We'll have okay, to do a little perfect. blog for Ch- Cheddar and Lloyd Cheddar and Lemon. And, and We'll figure it out. I'll do a clothing line called Lemon and Lloyd. Doesn't that sound like a really chic clothing line? That's or like pretty... a, a bath soap line? <laughs> <laughs> something. One, one of those. We're talking marketing, right? It's, it's all about a good name. I love that. I love that. I love that. That's yeah. ingenious. Well, mm. so um, 15 year old boy, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's uh, as a marketing, as somebody who works in, in your field, I mean, you, you deal with all kinds. I mean, is is it challenging in the climate that we're in right now to be raising a kid and then do how does that change the way that you approach business and stuff and seeing things social media and then having to police that maybe you're policing and I don't know maybe it's, it's just terrifying. a really good kid. I actually have my son's phone with me today his grades are needing to be improved so I took his phone away and good um, mom yes but all those moms out there those parents <laughs> pay attention it's hard it's not easy he's not happy about it but I've been monitoring his phone I didn't realize there's this thing called discord all these parents probably I know do. about it I, I know it how many messages are coming in like right now, all throughout the day, I for some reason I thought he likes to game. Well, he it's he likes mostly to game, yes. gaming. Yeah, mostly, but people are doing all this stuff. But they're texting him. They're like, I didn't realize that they were using their phones at yeah. school throughout the day. For some yeah. reason, I was like, oh, they can't have their phones out during the day. Yeah. No, he's like getting all day long. It's been really interesting today monitoring his phone. And we're gonna have a bit talk about it, um, but then Uh-oh. you know, you know, I'm starting to see the little notifications from YouTube. Sorry, and if all you're that. watching this, Robbie, uh, I apologize. <laughs> I, I, I was really, I was really just. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. Well, it's good. I mean, we didn't have that problem when we were in high school, Isn't that right? Crazy. There was no social media. There Nothing. was no like access to all kinds of things. What at a, at a drop of a hat, and that's what people, you know. Your phone gives you access to pretty much every information in the whole wide world. And some of it's rough. It's bad. It is, yeah. It's bad. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, some of the information that you're getting, you 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 can't tell that it's not real unless you do unless you oh, go t- back unless you do background on it. Oh, and yeah. a lot of t- a lot of times those those headlines and those things, like I'm looking, who's posted? When was this posted? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is 2016. Well, that, I mean, okay, so you're taking this out of context, you know. And so you have to realize. These things yeah. are meant to clickbait and meant For to sure. to elicit a ir- ir- irrational response. Right. Well, and okay, so here's what's interesting too is um, not to get into like the whole echo chamber that we put ourselves in. No, it's okay. In, it's but, okay. Let's go there. You know, like I just booked Annie Duke to speak, you know, and she's a world champion poker player. And she yeah. actually has her PhD in like the brain science. And that's why she was so good at, at gambling. Po- at yeah. 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 And, yeah. and, um, And, you know, she talked about how we are rooted in our beliefs and 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 it's not like information drives our beliefs. A lot of times our belief will drive the information that we seek out, right? To reinforce our own echo chamber. That's so crazy. And she said, we've done blind studies where, or double blind studies, whatever they call them, but where you would think that smart people, intelligent people if presented with information that ran counter to their belief, if they were intelligent, they would probably be more 
open and susceptible to that information shaping their belief, right? So right. If we, let's right. take right wing, left wing. Yeah. So if I'm right wing, you're left wing, whatever, and then you present information to me that would run counter to my belief, and I did the same to you, and we're both really intelligent people, right. most people would think, oh, they're probably going to come closer together. Actually, what's happened is intelligent people are so good at dissecting the information to find the pieces that that reinforce their own beliefs. So right. intelligence, people, intelligence is actually a detriment to being open-minded. Being open-minded. Yes. And that the, is so crazy. And so, you know, it kind of, so when you're trying to market to people, it's like, that's why wow. some of these things, they're just like, you've got to know your audience because trying to change people's beliefs with new information right. is really challenging. It's very, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. And and so, and, and this is a good segue, you know, how is that? So you've got, you know, your, your kid, your kid's phone, and all the stuff's coming in here. And then you've got all the stuff that's happening on social media. And like you said, this, this, there's this echo chamber. And then what you just were talking about, the psychology of intelligence, mm-hmm. how as a marketing professional, you know, and I'm going to relate this to content, but I guess my question, my question is like, how do you sort of, um, how does that change the way you approach your content management? Mm. Well, you know, a lot of times it's it, like even with the Super Bowl ads, we were talking about how you have to tell a story with it. Um, you've got to speak to people emotionally and what their their desires are. Um, yeah. And so you're really thinking like, what? how is this going to move somebody? What are right. their underlying motiv- motivators for, for change? Um, because there are so many options uh-huh. now. It, it's really competitive landscape with everything that's out there, um, it really makes you become a psychologist, you know, when you're marketing to people is what is it that's going to either change their habit or, um, go someplace different or, um, decide to come to a a venue versus staying home. Right. There, there's just so much option out there. It's so crazy because you, you, you touched on something that kind of just popped in my head. Emotion, emotional Mm -hmm. emotions. Yeah. It's huge. You know, they talk about, you know, obviously it's an election year. So again, we're not going to get, I'm not going to get, you know, uh, uh, too heavy on the politics, but, um, people keep saying, no, you know, vote intelligence, vote all this, you know, uh, make an intelligent decision. I'm sorry, but like feelings matter. Right. And people are like, oh, well, feeling, uh, I didn't elect, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't vote for this person to, you know, uh, for the way that I felt it was what they were going to do for me. I was like, yeah, but that's sort of the same thing. Yeah. And, and, and if you really think about it, then you're voting against your interest, you know, because emotional, emotional is who we are. We live on emotions. We, I mean, if, if you get a text message and it, and it says something but the other person meant completely different thing. You get emotional about it. You 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 have an emotional reaction to something like that. That's just one example. Yeah, you know what well, I mean. Well, people make decisions with their minds, they their do. brains, right? Yeah. But they take action with their emotions. Right. So so an example is, I made a decision that I need to get healthy, right? But I'm not going to do anything about it until I'm emotionally you know, what, something Brilliant. has to trigger, right? You know, That's so like, so, true. so we make That's decisions. That's where I am in my life. Oh, totally. <laughs> it's like, I need, you know, I need to move. We make decisions with our brains. Yeah, so yeah. the information, we can make a decision, but we're not going to do a damn thing about it until we're emotionally charged. So I could say, I yeah. need to get out of Nebraska because I'm sick of the cold weather. 
I've made that decision. Right. I'm not going to do anything about it until there's some emotional stimulus. Right. And I think that's what people have to realize is you could decide things all day long with information, but you've got to cause people to, to take action. And that's where the emotional. Oh component my God. Comes that's in. so brilliant. I, <laughs> I, I love that. I, yeah. I that, 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 that's really smart. Um, and I, and I agree with you 100%. Um, now, uh, last couple questions, I guess, like, I want to know, I'm mostly videography is what outside of doing this podcast and a couple other podcasts. Um, so I, I think I know the answer because we, we pretty much talked about it, but what are you looking for in, you know, the kind of content, if you were to hire somebody for one of your events or whatever it is, what doing an event video? What are you mm-hmm. looking for in a videographer and a photographer uh, and, and, and what kind of like, what kind of content are you uh, branding towards, towards what you do? Yeah, I think with, with video, you know, it, that if a picture's worth a thousand words, right? A video is worth a billion words. Right. Um, you can feel like you were at an, an event if it's captured and edited correctly, right? So you, you sort of want to know what is that persona, that branding mm-hmm. feeling that you want that event to have. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the videographer needs to sort of get it because, you know, you're going to capture hours and hours of footage and you have to edit it. So editing is so important, so important. too, right? Yeah, totally. Um, so a good editor is there, but you're, you know, with, with content like that, you want to meet people where they are and you want it to be accessible and you want it to be on my time. And that's why, you know, on demand and all, like all of those streaming services are so popular because people want to say, I want it when, when I, want, I it. want it. Yeah. And, um, if somebody is going to talk about an event, they're gonna be like, Oh, is there a video? I want, I want to get the essence. Exactly. Of it. So, you know, video is so important for the promotion of right. something that's coming up. Um, but then also a look back. So it's a look forward and a look back. Um, and it makes people feel like they can capture that memory or they sort of feel like, FOMO and be like, man, I wish I was there. Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. well, and that's a good, that's kind of a good thing, you know, in retrospect, because it's like, I'm not going to miss the next one. So mm-hmm. that, that, Absolutely, that's yeah. smart. Um, so when you told me your job title, it was kind of funny. I was like, okay. Um, it's a long win. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Okay. So, so yeah. you are an event content manager. You're an event content, okay, event content, executive visibility, senior strategist. Yeah, yeah. Break it down. (laughs) Okay. So the order is senior strategist, comma, event content, and executive visibility. So essentially, um, at TD Ameritrade, we've got two different sides. That was English, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, Google it. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. Nothing came up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, It said Michelle Schrage. That's right. Yeah. Um, but so we've got the the, kind of the retail side. So if you're going to go and do your own investing, Uh you'll be on the retail side. If you had a financial advisor who was a registered investment advisor, an RIA, then that RIA would have to custody assets with a firm. And so we call that the institutional side. That is English. Um, but long story short, that means that I work with financial advisors essentially. And so the event content part of that is we do two conference conferences a year, and I tell people they give me three days and they say fill it. Oh. So if somebody said you've got 2,000 people going to come in January and you have three days, and then they just said go, 
that's exactly what my job is. I'm an, I'm an agenda architect, but wow. when it goes back to yeah. experiences, we've all been to conferences where it's keynote, breakout, keynote, breakout, you know, plated so, lunches. So they've invited the 2000 people already mm-hmm. and then all you make the event happen. Right. It takes me about a year to plan. So right. we just had it, um, last week. I'll take a week off and then I'll start planning for 2021. Location first, right? Well, we've locked those in. I mean, we're already locked into 2026. So wow. yeah, with you, these large hotels and these conference places, you've got, I mean, you've got to lock them in six years in advance. So can we talk about who, who, who you work for? Um, TD, yeah, yeah. TD Ameritrade. Um, most people have heard of them. Yeah. Uh, some people don't like the building. I aren't, love the building. Aren't they a baseball stadium? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted the CHI health center. <laughs> I was like, can we please? It we, sounds like a hospital, it's but it's a, like, what? I know. I'm like, please. Why did they do that to themselves? I don't know. That's a whole nother can of worms. Oh um, boy. So yeah. So I, I, I um, so sorry I, if you guys are listening, I'm sure you do great work <laughs> in the healthcare region, but free flu shots with every concert ticket. Rename it. <laughs> Rename the building for God. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, but that, you know, that is a lot of, it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of stress too, yeah. right? Because you have to keep changing it up. You have to keep evolving it. It can't be cut and paste. So I do a lot of experiential learning. I do a lot of, okay, let's do second stages and let's do yeah. team building lunches yeah. and, you know, bring in robotics and augmented reality and awesome. artificial intelligence and all of these different fun areas. And then we work with um, a production company that does all of our, we call them activations, yeah. but you know, that's when you do the, you, the build outs and you know, all those experiences are fun houses kind of things, professional fun house kinds of things, because people want to network at these conferences and they want to get information, but what is a new way for us to do that? So um, that's the big one. I, I plan, I have a team of 37 people that help me do that. And then we've got one in this, in this summer, um, in June. So I'm planning that one right now as well for about our top 200 clients. Um, again, three days, fill it. Um, so I do, I get to book some, you know, that's celebrity awesome. keynotes fun, and, yeah. you know, bands and all that kind of stuff. But then the executive visibility part of that. Do you need is- a videographer? <laughs> you know, I know a funny. bunch of them. I, you know, it's really, we've never done that this was the first year that we had a videographer really i know we've how'd it go did it go did you get some good content i haven't seen it yet but yeah they're around filming everything we've got like five photographers running around sure sure we've never actually captured it on video now um you know, I've done a year. ton of events like that. I'm just saying. I know, I know. A ton wow. of stuff like that. <laughs> I'll have oh to get gosh. your info. <laughs> went, to La- went to Las Vegas, did some fun stuff. Anyway, anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah but the so executive the, but that's is awesome. Yeah, the executive. So I write the speeches for our executives when they take the stage. Stop it. So it's what? a weird, it's a weird job description, but I love it. It's absolutely perfect for me. It's election like, year. You should be out there. Mm-hmm. Be doing, it's election. I've written, be out there. For, I've written for a couple of people that have run for stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I didn't um, know that about you. Well, here's, um, here's what I love because I am an actress and I'm a storyteller. Totally. So I write like a storyteller Absolutely. and right now people want authenticity and transparency. Yeah. They don't want somebody that's doing a bunch of talking points and no. sounding like robot. Right. So I have to work with our executives on their delivery. Exactly. You know, it's like, so, is, yeah. so it's the script writing. Yeah. But it's also the delivery, too, and making them feel comfortable. For example, we had a really hard conversation that had to happen at our conference last week. Um, and I wanted our president to just pull, come, pull out a stool. I said, I need you to come out on stage. You need to welcome everybody. And then you need to go grab a stool, roll up your sleeves, and have a conversation. And it, and it worked out great. It was great. But those are the types of things. And that you I did that to, for free. 
Or was that part of your job title? That's part. No, that's a TD Ameritrade. <laughs> I do love her, but not that. <laughs> I figured. I figured that was like you know above and beyond type stuff because that's, uh, that's no, that's the executive visibility piece of my title. Oh, I guess. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. executive visibility. Executive there we go. There we go. <laughs> not just see, a clever now, name. <laughs> now I get it. Okay, see. Uh-huh. No, it 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 sounds like to me that um, so from where. A lot of people that I work with, and from where I'm sitting, you know, like I'm seeing things from from here. How do I want to make this look? You know, and then from the editing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's rare I get to sit and actually talk to somebody who's marketing, who you know, for, from a business standpoint and from their perspective, because that's who's actually that's the client, that's the person that's paying me to come mm-hmm. and go and do those things. And yeah. so hearing from your perspective is great. That's a great learning. I think that if you ever have the opportunity to sit in on the planning meetings of the, I mean, maybe you do, but yeah, you know, you the whole the. The workshopping of events is really interesting because you throw out so many crazy ideas and then it yeah. eventually gets chiseled into to something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for me personally, I like to do that. I want to be yeah. in on it. If I'm doing an event like that, I uh, if I'm getting hired, I want to know all those things so that I can be prepared. Right. Totally. And, and yeah. Because then I know, that, oh, this is a poignant moment. This is this is going to be a great, you know, and you, all this. Because mm-hmm. otherwise it's like okay, I'm just going to randomly be around. No, I want to be prepared. You yeah. Know? So that's, that, that is true. That's, that, that, that's so valuable. So, um, are you, would you consider like private sector, do this on your own, don't work for somebody and, and, and kind of freelance have some, I mean, is that kind of eventually? It's funny. Um, I actually, I don't know if entrepreneurship is for me. Really? Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> People okay. have been telling me that my whole life, you know, oh, you, you can't work for somebody. You need to go be okay. your own. Um, and I've tried it a couple of times. I've, I've got an LLC. I've got okay. my real estate license. Sure. I've got my insurance license. I, I've tried. I just don't know if the life hasn't aligned yet for it to feel correct for me. Hmm. I've been very fortunate that I've worked professionally for companies that give me the runway to be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I work for TD Ameritrade at all. They happen to just pay me, but I I work from home. I work late hours. I, I, whatever I need to do to get my job done. I feel like an, I'm an entrepreneur. I have the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have the ability to be involved in the community and do some of the entrepreneurial things like starting organizations. I gotcha. You know what I mean? No, totally. I'm I'm feeling fulfilled without having to be totally like, you know, then that's the answer. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. no, that's great. Uh, yourself in marketing and, and and this, but where's it going? And and do you have advice for anybody doing? That's what it was. Do you oh. have advice for anybody doing what you're doing? And do you have advice for content creators like myself, um, creating content like uh, how to be? Because like if you were going to interview mm. video, what what do you want to what do you want to hear and see from them? Right. Well, a um, couple of things. I mean, when it comes to content, trying to find those people that can share the content for you that are influencers, because it's like, if you are sharing the content yourself, that's great. It's kind of that same echo chamber. You're going right. to get in front of the same people that right. already are giving you attention. Right. But if you can get the content in front of, in the hands of somebody that has a whole, so example, like this podcast, you share it, your people are going to see it. I share it. My people are going to see right. it. Right. So it's, it's kind of aligning with how do I empower other people to want to share my content? Like it, it's, it's, you know, Malcolm Gladwell, you don't need everybody. You just need the people that are going to help you, you know, those Mayburns that right. are going to, um, so, so I think that's probably an advice is like figure out, who you want to get 
to consume your, your content, make it for those people, but then also who are the other channels that can help you get it to those people too? Right. Um, well, it's a little bit of business advice right there yeah. too. Leave yourself some revenue streams. Right, 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 right. You yeah. Know, don't just pigeonhole yourself into one thing. And mm-hmm. and in, in 10 years or so, do you want to still be doing this, something different? I know you're an actress. I know you're, you want to produce. You want to, well, all these things. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of excited. I'm flexible and agile when it comes to yeah. marketing because, you know, 10 years ago, ad agencies didn't know that they were going to have to know about TikTok. <laughs> right? Crazy. Yeah. Right? Or, or even websites. And it's like, so you have to continue to be Evolve. flexible to say, okay, what's the next big thing? How do I become an expert or how do I hire somebody that's an expert in that? Because my clients are going to be asking about it. Um, and so we try to say like, where are people consuming their content at? Totally. And it might not be something you even heard of yesterday or, you know, five years from now. So 10 years from now, who knows? It'll be holograms. And stay flexible. <laughs> stay stay flexible. relevant. Yeah. Stay in the know. It's okay to like be in with... Um, pop culture. That's not a. It's not a bad thing because that's how you stay relevant. <laughs> be yourself, though. And be yourself for sure. Be yourself. It's okay to be popular. But yeah. Be yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing that uh, the, that I like to take from it. But um, yeah. I, 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 honestly, great interview. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, seriously, it's great, Thank great you. perspective because I think a lot of people are going to come from this and, and and look at that and go, yeah, okay, that makes perfect sense. Because edit me well. <laughs> <laughs> not no, no editing required. It was perfect. <laughs> straight through but fabulous all right thank okay. you so much michelle Thanks, Chad. we'll see you next time sometimes a dead guy to even have a gift at all but what's the gift if i forget to even give it all so before i die just look inside this crystal ball and say i'll be remembered for the truth i speak not get involved all right guys thanks a lot for checking out the in focus podcast next week we've got jesse young her name says it all she is a young up-and-coming professional photographer and videographer she travels the world and all over the country doing all kinds of different projects you don't want to miss this episode she's going to be live in studio answering all kinds of cool questions so check us out thanks Around the city with rappers looking for carrots and cabbage or whatever these rappers are calling money these days. Ladies tripping, but the homies bringing baggage and glass. Nights and I've been looking hungry these days. The money to slaves. Hope slave to the money. You got it back with these days. I could probably hop on the track and it would shadow these lanes. And if I ever need a theme song to show that I